Hey Angels, it's Amy from the Freud's Angels podcast. And Vanessa. We're here to bring you a special series about my journey and rewriting my narrative around my body and redefining my relationship with it. And along the way, as Amy is on this journey, we will bring to you gifts that come out of it, ways that you can handle your own body journey, things that you can think about in order to reclaim your own narrative. Now let's get to it. Hi, angels. How are we today? How are we feeling? How are we feeling in our body? Um, Let's just actually take a second, I think. We tend to live in the space of what's the next thing and we never kind of check in with ourselves. And I was reminded yesterday um, just to really just be mindful. So let's take a minute and let's just kind of take a deep breath and just kind of connect with your body and feeling where you, what, what do you feel? What do you feel? What does your body feel? Is there creaks in your muscles or your joints? Is there, is there tightness? Is there tension? What does it feel? What does your belly feel like? What is it saying? Is it saying I'm hungry? Is it saying I'm thirsty? Is it saying I'm full and satiated? You know, what are your hips and legs saying? Are they tired? Is there pain in your ankles? you know, even your back, what is your back saying? Just kind of take a minute and, and ask, ask it what it's feeling. Actually ask it and just see what comes out and just see what it says. Is it tired? Is it revved to go? Is it ready for the day? Is it energetic? Whenever you're listening to this, maybe you're listening to it as you work out, you know? So, you know, and just just do this a couple times a day to really check in with your body and check in with how we're feeling because I've needed to do it because, you know, we're going to talk today about something that you don't think that I probably would have talked about (laughs) or that it would be brought up when you're talking about a body reclamation series or any journey of a series. It's the thing that everybody on the journey avoids. We don't hear about it. Yeah. Because we always, we always want to hear about the good things and the positive things and the growth and the movement. We're like, yeah, team, team us go. But what people don't talk about is when you want to give up Yeah, when you're done, when you're emotionally so upset or you're so you're feeling so low that you just can't muster any type of energy to put into discovering your body's relationship with yourself or discovering, I keep seeing these orbs. Are you seeing these orbs fly by my face? I just saw a rainbow one go by your face. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) Um, We're orbing it up in here today. Cause I'm like, did you just see that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But today I I just, I felt the need because I'm there. We were going to talk about chronic illness and movement, go continue down that road. We were going to give more information, but I'm like, you know what? It doesn't feel right because what felt right was to talk about how I'm feeling 
maybe not right now, but how I was feeling earlier this week, um, mm-hmm. especially yesterday, the day before, and even Thursday. Um, there are days in your journey where it's all too fucking much. You're just like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want care about my body. I don't want to wonder what I'm doing to it, trying to say to it, trying to listen to it. I just don't give a shit because it's hard. This is not a journey that's easy. This is not a five step to a healthy relationship with your body. Mm-hmm. It is not. It, it can be, there are a lot of boxes and there are a lot of places within this journey that's going to bring up some stuff that you're not going to be okay with. Mm-hmm. So this week I finally got in to see my rheumatologist and this was a journey. I haven't seen a rheumatologist since February of this year and I've been waiting and December was supposed to be my appointment, but they got, they had a cancellation and I jumped on that like hot, you know, I was like, hell yes. And I got, oh, you manifested that because we talked about it last week about how it was December. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Anyway, sorry. Just Wednesday night. I'm I got in the whoa me. moment of this. Like, holy, like, okay. Because <laughs> Wednesday night I got the notification for Thursday morning. I'm like, you better believe it. 8 a.m. I'm there. I don't care how early I have to get up. But I woke up not feeling well. And um, and I was like, okay, so this is how we're gonna do this. And I went to the doctor and I actively, okay. I notice, and I've said this before about how I act with my illness, like there's an air of desperation that I can get around it when I'm trying to seek help. But I'm like, girl, we're not going to be at the mercy of a doctor. We're going to be part of this process because we know what our body needs. We know what our body's trying to tell us, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I had to kind of sure I was kind of, I really had to check myself into that out of that victim mode and be like, "Mm -mm, this isn't going to serve us today because then you're going to be at the mercy of a doctor and not be part of planning your care. You're going to let him plan your care and then be resentful about it because it isn't the care you want. So co-creating today. So I was like, we're going to be part of this. We're going to be present. That doesn't negate our pain. Our knowledge, our well-being does not negate how we're feeling. So I had a, I had to really talk myself out of it. I think just because I was so desperate to, to finally talk to him. Yeah. And so I just, I think part of my mood was because we decided, well, good news, friends. I told you that I had using... Um, the healing angel protocol and and the mental work and and the emotional work and the therapy, how I put the RA in remission. And, you know, and you think, okay, you know what? You don't need drugs. You're in remission, right? Yeah, sure. You know, good news is my blood work is the same as it was in February. So the good news is, is I'm still in remission. And the good news is, is that I didn't, my, my activity did increase. Yeah. It's the same. The blood work is exactly just nearly exactly the same as it was when I left Mm -hmm. Um, Sedona. So that's good news. However, I decided he asked me, he's like, what do you want to do? 
And I decided that I was going to go back on my infusions um, for the simple fact of I am going to be doing a lot of things my body normally has not done in a long time, i.e. physical movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that I'm going to be caught out without medication on board and go into a flare because of the exercise. And so I decided that I'm going to go back on my infusions because it'll support me in that as I add exercise to my plate, as I begin to move more, as I dial in my food and my nutrition, it's going to support me by making sure that my, I, I don't get into chronic pain. And then that derails me. Cause that's what happens. Mm-hmm. I go, I go into these exercise or these movement things. And I'm like, I want to do all this. And then I go into a flare as in a response because it's an emotional response to what I'm doing. And I, I need for it to be controlled medically so that I can work through my emotional response without having to deal with the pain that's involved. Yeah. And I think part of me felt like I failed that I couldn't take this idea that I've been in remission for eight months now and gone with it and said, I don't need medicine. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of me was like, well, is there a failure question? And I'm, you know, and, and maybe subconsciously, but for me, I, I don't feel I failed. I feel I succeeded. I feel that it was proof that we needed Mm -hmm. that the healing does work. The energy work Mm -hmm. works what Mm -hmm. the angel said to do. It all worked. It all Mm -hmm. worked. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's for me to understand that I'm okay. And I'm allowed to choose medicine. I'm allowed to choose safety in the lack of pain, I think it'll also help me deal with some of the chronic inflammation around the soft tissue around my joints that isn't measured with the RA factor. Mm -hmm. So, but afterwards, after that appointment, after I had blood work done, I still felt crummy. I still felt just yuck. And then I kind of went into a space of depression and a really, a real big low. And I don't know why I think it's just, maybe it was just being sick of having to cope with a body and having to always consider its reaction to my things that I'm going to do to it. Yeah. And well, <laughs> right. Well, like, that, yeah. I I get it. Like having to think about preventative medicine, right? When you've always only had to do reactive, it's, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a whole other ballgame. It's a whole different experience. And that it's one that you only can theorize or handle by being in it. There's no, you don't sit at 23 and go, someday I'm going to use preventative medicine. Like, so I'm going to start building a toolbox now. Like, no. (laughs) You just show up in that space and go, okay, here we are. And part of it, I think was because my ankle has been hurting a great deal lately. And that's just because I dealing with shoes and and the right kind of shoes and what are the shoes and do they work and which ones are the best. And my, my, my feet are just 
they're, they're a little bit difficult. <laughs> mm. And so whatever shoes I wear dictates how my ankle health. <laughs> um, and I just, and walking into the doctors and then walking around the place to go to the lab and like, I was out of breath. I just felt so deconditioned. I think that's what made me angry. I think that that's part of what made me kind of begin to just be like, er, not only am I, was I not feeling well? Um, and, and I felt like just like my stomach and I just, I didn't feel well. Then my body is like not conditioned because I've not been doing a lot of exercising. So it's deconditioned and I'm out of breath and I'm just walking. And then I'm like, and how the hell am I supposed to live life and do the things that I want to do? And I got angry and, and I, I didn't necessarily, it wasn't focused at my body. It was focused at the fact that this is the result of all the things that we've done or not done. And I was just mad and I was angry and I was upset. And I, and then I just, it's like, I switched off and it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore because it's so fucking hard to constantly monitor my emotions towards my body, you know, making sure I realize that, well, no, your body's just reacting to to what you've done or not done. And it's like, you know, it's personal responsibility is great, but it can be a fucking burden. Sometimes it can be a shit show because Mm -hmm. when you're faced with it at every step of the way, every step of this journey is about what I've done and what I've not done, it you get fucking tired of it. You get tired of being, of, of, of allowing yourself to be responsible for the condition you're in. Well, responsible in a negative way, right? Because we have, we, we really enjoy the responsibility in the positive way. If I've done something great, I'm feeling on top of the world. I love this. I I have no problem staying on this journey. It's great. I'm seeing results, yada, yada. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it is the exact opposite feeling of like, I'm not getting that positive. I'm only getting the negative. I'm only getting the result of in a, in a negative light. I don't have positive light enough positive light right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, it's so like, oh, it's such a mountain of crap that you feel like you have to shift through and like, and, and, and understand and okay, that doesn't necessarily need to be looked at, but this needs to be looked at because this is the reason all that happened. And like, and, and this is your choice and you chose this. And, and while I get, while I understand, and I totally affirm that the choices I made in that moment were the best choices I could make in that moment. Like it was the only thing I had. And maybe they weren't the ultimate choice, like the best choice available. It was the only choice that I felt I could make in those moments because Mm of trauma, because of the situations I was in, because of how I felt, because of my feeling unsafe and my emotionality, I get all that. And I understand and I allow that to be part of it. But shit, if it doesn't still feel fucking annoying and, and so hard to go through it. So I think, you know, that's, that's part of the reason why I think a lot of like, we were talking about in a podcast about how the light 
has gone out in a lot of things for me is because I'm mad and I'm tired of it. I don't want to be, it's like, I was telling my therapist on Friday, I said, I just want to come up for air because I'm safe, because I'm in this place of safety. I'm in this shit because I'm exploring the stuff that's in these boxes that I've suppressed because I wasn't safe to deal with at the time. Now I'm safe. So it's like all the shit is coming up and it's not just around my body. It's around my life. And you get so overwhelmed and so saturated with it that you're like, I don't fucking want to do it anymore. You just want to tap out and be like, I'm going to go eat my fucking ice cream. I don't give a shit. I can see why people give up. I can see why I've given up at times in my life. This is not for the faint of heart, friends. And I validate sometimes if you're feeling in that space where you're like, I've got nothing left. I can't do this. I validate that in you. I validate that feeling because Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard to always feel like you're the reason you're like this. Mm -hmm. The choices we made, I, it's, it's me. And it's, while it's true, it's a fucking hard ass burden to cope with when you think all of it, you know, it's like, you look at all of it and it's like, this is too much. I can't, I, I, I just, I can't look at the big picture. I have to go myopic. I have to look at one thing at a time. I can't see the entire thing and not be overwhelmed and not want to quit. Mm-hmm. And so well, see the process, when you start to get into process, we, this happens all the time. When you start to get into process, any process, and you start to see the bigness of it. <laughs> It is overwhelming in both directions, right? It's not just negative people. This happens to people when there's lots of positive too. It's like too many options, right? Like, oh man, like that is also freaking me out quite a bit. Like, I don't want to do any of this because it's, it's too much decision. It's too much. It's too, too much anything. And it makes it hard to connect in, in this specific space. People have a lot of difficulty connecting with the end result because they don't know what it is. right? When you're on a, on any kind of body reclamation journey, you don't know what the end is. Nobody knows what the end is because we're, when you're in a journey and you're doing it the right way, you know what the end isn't. The end isn't, I want to be skinny. The end isn't, I, you know, want to run a marathon. And that's the only isn't like, there's lots of feelings that are involved. There's lots of emotions. There's lots of peace that's involved you don't know what that looks like it's never existed (laughs) so it's very hard to connect to something that's never existed yeah and especially when the only things that you've been able to connect to you are now told not to right don't look at it as you want your body to look a certain way uh what (laughs) (laughs) like so what am i doing this for Yeah. Please tell me why I'm torturing myself. <laughs> if this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Absolutely. It's very, very important to validate that feeling of I'm stepping into unknown and I don't even know what the end result's going to be. I can't even celebrate, pre-celebrate, get excited because I don't know what that looks like. Some right. people, it looks like your body doesn't change very much visually, but everything else changes. How are you supposed to get into that mindset? Yeah. At this point in the journey. <laughs> and and just, well, and, and there's no sense of 
measurement. That's, mm-hmm. and I get why this is that it's, this is hard for everybody, for me, for everybody who's on it. I get it. There's no sense of measurement. Like I understand people having goals. I get it. And I get the need for it. And it's hard in this case to not have the goals, but when your ultimate goal is, is to have a better relationship with your body, you know, in the beginning, there's a lot of work that is easily done. I mean, it's, you can do it and it's like, oh, there's, there's reward. But when you get to this space in the journey where you're like, okay, I filled my social media, people look like me. I stopped looking at them with judgment. I kind of accept my body. I don't blame it for my life and how I feel. You're like, okay, I'm making good progress. And then all of a sudden you're faced with the actual physical ramification of all of the choices, the out of breath, the weight, the chronic illnesses, you know, maybe, maybe you, you're a person who's not overweight, but yet you're thin and you can't keep muscle on and you're Mm -hmm. suffering because you're not, you can't be strong and whatever that is for you, whatever that is. It's like you're faced with the physical actuality of all the emotions that you're working through. And it's really hard because when you're at my age, it's, it's a little bit harder to turn the ship around. The Titanic is too far towards that iceberg for it to completely turn around without some, you know, without some contact with that iceberg. And that's, I hit my iceberg this week. And I think that it, it's, I, I'm struggling because I want myself to be healthy and conditioned. I want my heart to be conditioned. I want my lungs to be able to support me. I want these things. And so I'm going to continue forward because I want these things. But emotionally, I'm like, fucking tap it out, dude. I am just, but I don't. I recognize it. I understand it. And I, I ask that I ask myself not to make decisions in this energy, in this moment. So if you are in a space of I'm fucking done, this is not working. This is not, I I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm emotionally not okay. I validate how you feel, but I implore you not to make a decision here. I, I implore you to not quit before that miracle. Because I know for me, this is a moment. It's a real moment. I'm feeling it. I'm, I was feeling angsty for the last three days. I was in it. I wasn't myself. I wasn't, I didn't even, I wasn't even happy. It was Saturday. I was like, oh, it's Saturday. I, I just couldn't find joy. And I, and I get that and I validate that, but it's like, we have to continue. We have to do things that will re kind of connect us, that will reaffirm us, do a little nurturing, whatever that is. For me, it was my dishes and sweeping my kitchen floor. That was my nurturing for myself because it made my morning easy. It made it easy for me to make a good choice in making breakfast and feeding my cat and not making choices of, well, I'll just, I'll eat yogurt and some crackers, like, because I don't want to cook or I'll eat cereal or I'll eat ice cream because it was easier than everything, you know, 
it, it was just, <laughs> that hard when you said it. I was like, yes, <laughs> like that is very like landed. <laughs> so, so we have to do those things that kind of give us a little bit of nurturing. So when you're in this space, validate that you're in the space, say out loud, say to yourself, write it down, whatever process you use and be like, I'm fucking done. I don't want to do this anymore. Get those feelings and emotions out. Look at them. You don't even have to process them. Just allow them to be there. Mm-hmm. It's and very, then, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. And I was going to say, and then you can get to that point where you do something nurturing for yourself, not your body. I'm not saying your body for yourself. Because yes. what's happening, you're, you're, you're emotionally just worn out. You've hit your wall. You've hit that proverbial wall and you're just emotionally kind of overwhelmed. And so in order to help that, we need to step into the nurture. What nurtures me? If that, if that ice cream was nurturing to me, I'm going to go eat it. Because right this moment, I need it just a little bit of it. I, I may not eat the gallon, but maybe I'll eat, I'll put it in a cup. So it's less than, you know, there's still going to be things in my mind that are fail safes that I, because of all the work I've done so far, that's going to prevent me from eating the gallon of ice cream, which if I wanted to, I could do it because it's not, it's ice cream, but whatever it's, but I don't want to continue down that road of the effects of what the choices I've made affects my body negatively. And so when we, when we step into nurturing, we can allow ourselves that grace. This is where grace comes in. This is where the idea of honey, you are on a hard journey and I get it and you're not feeling it. So what can we do for you to give you a little bit of a reprieve, a breather? And this is, This is the space that when, when you work in addictions, this is the space we live in. This is the space we live in with people in addictions. What do we do during urge moments? What do we do when we get the fuckets, right? Like that's what they call it. Like today I have the fuckets and we, we examine like they have, they have, there's a lot of uh, acronyms that we use in, in that kind of stuff. And they, in usually when it's like, I want to use, which I equate this to that of like giving up, right? Like, so when somebody wants to use in addictions, they're giving up on sobriety because it's hard because the journey that they're on sucks and they know what works is the drink or the drug. They know that that's going to take them out of this pain at least momentarily. And it hurts so much that even momentarily I'm willing to take that chance. When when we're talking about food and I know a lot of people have more, more than just food difficulties with body. But when we think about food, to me, that's even harder because you have to eat. Like you don't have to drink. You don't have to take drugs. You have to eat. So you're faced with that every day, multiple times a day of making that choice versus when you're in, you know, sobriety, you don't have to drink three times a day. (laughs) Like you're not faced with that. But what we do in that, so one of the acronyms that they use during that moment is examining what's going on with me right now. And it's HALT. So am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? How do I nurture those feelings? 
if I'm hungry, yeah, I mean, obviously, and this is a little bit different, but that will happen. Like, so maybe I do something that is, is going to nurture my soul, right? What do I connect with that makes me feel loved? What do I connect with that makes me feel whatever it is that, that, that I can connect with food wise, right? If I'm angry, what can I do to alleviate anger? If I feel lonely, how can I become connected in the next five minutes with some, someone, if I'm tired, how do I, you know, give myself some sort of rest? And that that's just, you know, one of the things that we do, but essentially all it does is take people back to the moment, right? When we're doing that examination, we're just trying to get through this moment. There's a reason why in the halls of addiction, they tell you to take not, not just one day at a time, but a lot of people take one minute at a time, because that's how much those urges continuously come in. They come in in waves minute after minute after minute, and they're fighting that urge to use over and over and over again. How do I get through this moment? I don't have to, they don't have to think about a 10 year sobriety chip in that moment. That's not helpful. (laughs) That what's helpful is in this moment, what can I do to not use you know, in that moment of a a time like this, of giving up, what can I do to not give up? Simple. What's something very simple I can do right now to take me away from this projection that I'm in, right? Because all you're doing when you're saying this is hard is projecting that the future is hard also. Yeah. Because we know. So we need to take ourselves out of the projection back into the moment right now in this moment, what can I do that makes me feel good, healthy, not angry, restful, whatever, you know, like evaluating that, that need that isn't being met right now and see, you know, where that takes you. It's going to be different for everybody, right? Like I have a client right now who can't have a little bit of ice cream. Can't because it's never going to like, it's the waterfall opens. No, (laughs) like, he's like, I can't touch it but I have to, you know, so we just find something else, right? Like you're, what we're trying to do right now is what does the ice cream do for you? What is it about it? Is it the creaminess? Is it the sugar? What is, is it? The coldness? What, what can we do that will give you the coldness, right? If the coldness is what it is, like I'm, I'm feeling, ah, and I'm, is it the sugar? What can we do? That's a little bit sugary, but you're not going to go out of control, right? Like because if you're going to go out of control with the thing, because you know yourself, because you're, you've accurately evaluated yourself, don't do it yet. Don't do it until those fail safes that you're talking about exist, right? If I know I can have a scoop, I'm going to have a scoop. And every tiny piece, I might even, I might even scoop it little by little <laughs> so that I can take my time and be like, Mm-mm-mm. I am like loving on myself right now. Look at what I've done for me you know, so that it lasts longer. And that I'm, in, I'm ensuring that, that it is a nurturing thing and it isn't a panic thing. And it isn't a, just get it into my body because I'm hating myself thing. It's a nurturing thing, but we have to know, right. If, if it's, if it's going to cause a waterfall, we have to be honest with ourselves and know, like, am I sabotaging myself right now? <laughs> am, I, am I setting myself up? to fulfill the need to give up right now (laughs) because what can we do when we start to go overboard fuck it 
we get the fuckets. I already did it. Might as well keep going. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it, I mean, when we talk about a lot of this stuff, I re, it, I mean, it really takes me back into the, those, those halls of, of helping people with addictions, because a lot of those, that self-loathing exists in those spaces too. And it's, it's deep and it's hard. It's hard work. It's lifelong work. Right. I mean, that's the thing that people hate hearing in rehab. They hate it. Oh yeah. For the because- rest of your life, you're going to be conscious of alcohol being a problem for you, but it doesn't mean it has to be a punishment for you. But right. I understand hearing those words right now, but it's a, pre- it's a preparation. Don't set yourself up to think that it's a, it's a short journey and then we're done. Yeah. It's, I mean, and then, and, well, and, and it makes sense why, you know, uh, people want to sign on to the diet culture and want to, you know, cause they, cause they're told and they're guaranteed, Hey, you know, this is, you'll this be done five minute, you know, fix of lifelong emotional ramifications, because here's the thing it's like, and I really want to, understand why I think this is a really great point to highlight why it is that I believe what I believe in that it's not just about the physical body about exercising it and feeding it because here I'm in a space where I'm emotionally overwhelmed I'm emotionally done I'm I'm kind of in cry and that's what leads to the behavior that causes the situation I'm in is the overwhelmed it's like the being in it it's like i'm emotionally not okay i'm like blah blah blah. you know so i have to recognize that that's why we go through this journey through the lens of emotions because that's what got us here if we were emotionally okay we wouldn't overeat we wouldn't care food would be an issue um (laughs) so I totally lost my train of thought with that, but I just, I just really want you guys to understand is that it's okay to be here. It's okay to be in this space of, I like Vanessa so accurately said a case of the fuckets. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And um, we also have the, well, just, no, oh. there, there, there's a fuck it bucket yeah. <laughs> that goes along with it that I, that I forgot is like, <laughs> So sometimes that's the visual. You chuck it in the fucking bucket. <laughs> like it, it, it's kind of that, like, like an activity to do in that moment of like, I have the fuckets. I'm very much aware of the fuckets. What's in my fucking bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love right. it. <laughs> and, you know, with all the things that we, we experience through this journey, we're going to get here and probably multiple times. This is not the first time I'm going to hit this. I don't fucking care anymore. I don't want to do this. It's not going to be the first time that this happens, but it shows, I think in some ways it shows how far we've come because of the fact that your brain is terrified about what's going to happen on the other side of this journey. And it wants to start backpedaling and it wants to start making making noise about what you're doing. And this is when, you know, you're on the precipice of that miracle. 
this is when you know that you need to just admit that you're there because there's no, I don't want you to suppress it. I don't want you to pretend that you're not. I want you to say it, experience it, yell it, shout it, fuck it, whatever. I, I just, whatever it is you need to do to acknowledge it and, mm-hmm. and, and, and move through it, mm-hmm. then find that space of nurturing, that little piece of nurturing, like whatever it is, maybe it's a massage, maybe it's a, you know, whatever doesn't exacerbate how you got here to the issue you're experiencing, but something that makes your life easier. Something that makes you feel like, oh, I did that for me because I wanted my morning to be happy or I wanted my afternoon to be good and etc. So I encourage you to experience it, find some nurturing, but understand, don't make any decisions here. Just keep going. Just keep, keep going, keep on the path. Like, you know, it took me till today to get to the point where I'm up for air. I keep saying, I want to get up for air. Okay. But I gave myself that air by not perpetuating the situation. I gave myself air by taking care of my kitchen because it gave me air this morning. I was excited to get up because I didn't get up thinking, fuck, I don't have any clean pans. I can't make breakfast. Let's go order out. Let's order unhealthy food for ourselves. Like it, I gave myself reprieve by doing the things that took care of me, that is important to me. And that's, that's, that's how we end the cycle. That's how we step into the cycle and begin to be like, oh, okay. Okay. And then each day we do something else that reprieves our morning. Like tonight, I'm going to sit down and think about what do I need to be successful the first day back to work after a vacation? What are some things that I can do to put in place. Okay. I'm going to boil some eggs so I can make egg salad sandwiches so that I have lunch so that I'm eating properly and not just eating popcorn for lunch. Like I've been doing for the last week and a half. It's making sure, okay, what do I want for breakfast? Yeah. I'm going to, I have a roll of cinnamon rolls that I want to make today because I was like, okay, you know what? With some eggs, cause I got to have protein. That would be, I'm okay with having that for breakfast. Cause it's a treat for me. And you know, and so it's like, what are the things I can do to support my day and make it successful and also give me space to breathe? You know, like today, I, part of my day is my challenges is to sit outside, even though it's a little windy in my camping chair and experience the sun. It's, it's been sunny for the first time in three weeks. And my goal is to go out and just be in that sun and just to experience it because it feeds me. I miss the sun. I love the rain and I love the green, but I do miss the sun. And that I, that's part of nurturing me. It's part of my nurture. So with all that, you know, said, you can keep going and you are on the precipice of a miracle. You are, you are right there. Please do not quit before that miracle. Please do not quit before you get into that space of success or understanding or that new level of your journey. This is when you're leveling up, you know, that big boss at the end of that that level and that video game you play, like in Mario, when you get, 
you know, Bowser gets bigger and bigger and, and it gets more harder. Well, you're at the ultimate one where you're going to level up. And yeah. so stick with it. Do your best to experience what you're feeling, but also don't allow yourself to stay there. Ask yourself, what nurturing thing could I have at this moment that would help? And really I think sometimes connecting to the, like what you said, and you said it multiple times, and I think it's really important to highlight is the setup of the future self, right? Like it's a gift that you're giving minute to minute, day by day, year by year. Like we are setting ourselves up for whatever, right? Like, so what I do right now sets my next five minutes up, right? Yeah. Even if, it, even if I can only go five minutes into the, into the distance, right? like if I relieve some anger now, five minutes from now, I'll be less angry. I want to give myself that gift, Yep. you know, and all of this journey is the gift of peace and joy and harmony. Yeah. And sure. that is worth it. Right. Like that really is worth it. That, that, that being the goal, how do I set myself up for, for some more peace? How do I set myself up for a little bit more harmony? How do I set myself up for just ease, some kind of ease, whatever it is, and small, you- big, if, if big picture is where you can be that day, cause you're feeling freaking glorious and like, you know, yoga mountain pose, bring it, you know, we might do something a little bit bigger to set up our future selves. But if all we can do in this moment <laughs> is I'm going to take a few deep breaths. So that two minutes from me now is having less heart palpitations. That's the gift I'm going to give two minutes from me now, right now. (laughs) Do it. And, you know, with a good, since, you know, we're all lovers of sports ball, (laughs) Um, a good analogy. And and if you think about it, the success of a player is often set up by the person that's setting them up for the score. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't, I love a good assist. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, your, your own team, yeah. so assist your success, assist your star player and, and, and having success and having the best season of their lives. You know, that's, you know, that's how I see it is like, you know, when you talk about future selves, that's how I see it is, is that, okay, this is my assist to myself so that I can score in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because how many times have we done that? You can, I mean, I've gone back and thanked my past self, like for things that have come up, like, man, I'm so thankful that that version of me chose blank because that version of me set me up for today. And man, like that she could have done something else and she didn't. I'm thankful. I want to keep doing that to myself. I want to keep giving myself those gifts. I don't want to give myself those gifts. (laughs) non-gifts <laughs> that I've sometimes done where I've been like, okay, that could have been easier. <laughs> like we could have made a different choice there to make this easier. I mean, we couldn't. And so that's why we didn't, but we're going to learn from it so that the next choices that we make are for ease and grace. hundred percent. Love it. I hope this helps guys. We were going to record a different episode. And then I was like, you know what? No, this is what I'm feeling. I'm sure others are feeling it. I want to be real in this process for myself. So I'm going to be real about it with you in hopes that when you experience this moment that you feel that, okay, I'm okay. It's I'm validated for being here. Mm-hmm. This is okay. This is part of the process. It's essential to the process because it's, it's teaching you how you cope 
in stressful situations. And, and often that leads to how we cope and how and why our body is the way that we're here, because mm-hmm. it's the culmination of our process in a stressful situation. It's opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we love you. I encourage you to not quit before that miracle. And if you have any questions or you're in that space and you need some help, please, Vanessa is, you know, is a great person to help you walk through that. I can help with some energy, you know, whatever it is you guys need, whatever it is you guys feel you want in the moment, reach out to us collectively and individually. We have very specific ways to help you through it. So we love you and we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.